At that time, the publicans and sinners drew near unto Jesus. Rejoice with me, because I have found my sheep that was lost. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Many of you probably already know the story of the three golden pennies, but it's worth telling it again. Father Matteo, the apostle of the Sacred Heart, who was responsible really for the spread of the Sacred Heart enthronement, always encouraged the little children to help him in his apostolate of winning souls over to the Sacred Heart. He took care of preparing first communicants for that sacrament, and he always told them to pray and to offer sacrifices. And this one particular girl one year, she was nine years old, she took that advice very, very seriously. And she prepared herself for her first communion worthily, and she wished to prove just how much she loved the Sacred Heart. So she offered many sacrifices, and our Lord, not to be outdone in generosity, rewarded her by speaking to her personally in Holy Communion. The little girl one day, quite innocently, told Father Matteo that Jesus had told her something. Well, Father Matteo wanted to find out if our Lord was really speaking to her or if this was just a child's imagination. So he asked her as a sort of proof, the next time that our Lord speaks to you, I want you to ask him to convert a very great sinner. He was a Freemason and a great enemy of the church, and he was personally known by the priest. So the little girl promised she would do that, and she walked off. Some days later, though, the girl came to make her confession. And when she had finished, she said to Father, now hurry up and give me absolution because that big sinner that you told me to ask for is about to come. You see, this little girl had asked our Lord to give her this sinner. And our Lord responded, my little one, always ask me for souls and I will give them to you. And then go and tell Father Matteo that if he asks me for souls, I'll give them to him too. And then he continued speaking to the girl, but you must be my missionary. Well, the little girl responded to our Lord, well, I'm too little, I'm too young. And our Lord responded, no, no, I will make you a very great missionary, but you will have to lead to pay a certain price for souls, three golden pennies. Well, Jesus, you can have my whole piggy bank, is what she responded. And you can imagine the scene. Our Lord must have been smiling at her innocence. But then he explained, no, these three pennies are symbolized by, first, your prayers for the, for the conversion of sinners. Secondly, 
your sacrifice for them, particularly obedience to mom and dad and to your teachers. And the third penny is to promise never to miss Mass or Holy Communion through your own fault. These are the three pennies that I ask of you. Well, she paid her three golden pennies, and our Lord converted the sinner. A few moments after her confession was made, Father was leaving the confessional, and he heard a voice from the back of church saying, Father, wait, don't go anywhere. I don't know what's come over me, but I feel like a different man. Divine grace has conquered me. I am crushed by the love of Jesus. Help me to make a good confession, because it will be the first one of my life. There is a similar story concerning the Sacred Heart and the enthronement. In this one particular home, the Sacred Heart was enthroned. The grandfather hadn't been to confession in years. Well, one day he was sitting in the living room reading his newspaper while his little granddaughter ran into the living room and threw herself on her knees before the image of the Sacred Heart and she said very sincerely, Dear Jesus, Grandpa doesn't love you. Well, Grandfather put down his newspaper and said, What did you say? She didn't even answer, Grandfather, but said again with all sincerity, Poor Jesus, Grandpa doesn't love you. And he just went back to pretending that he was reading his newspaper, but in reality, Grace was at work, and he began reflecting on the state of his soul. The next morning he made his first confession in 20 years. And over souls such as these, the angels rejoice. Today's Mass shows us a soul crying out for God's mercy, and in response, the Sacred Heart offers forgiveness. In the introit, it says, Look thou upon me and have mercy upon me. See my abjection and labor and forgive me all my sins. In the collect, we pray to God, multiply upon us thy mercy. In the, in the gradual verse, we, the choir just sang, that God is a just judge, strong and patient. In the offertory, let them trust in thee who know thy name, for thou hast not forsaken them that seek thee. And finally, the communion verse, such an encouragement to the sinner. Our Lord says, I say to you, there is joy among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. But of all these verses of today's Mass, the one that most portrays God's mercy is the Gospel. St. Luke, who wrote it, among all the evangelists, focused most on the events and the words of our Lord's life that dealt with his mercy and his compassion. Note that in the Gospel of St. Luke is where we read most about the conversion of Mary Magdalene, Zacchaeus, the good thief, 
the Good Samaritan, of course, today's gospel, the strayed sheep and the lost piece of money and the prodigal son. The reason is this, that St. Luke was a physician and he showed his compassion by, to, towards sick people by healing their weaknesses of the body. So when he turned to our Lord, grace always works upon nature, our Lord made him not a physician of the body, but a physician of the soul. And so St. Luke always noticed how our Lord treated souls, how he cured their sicknesses, and he made note of it in the Holy Gospels. The very first sentence of today's Gospel, when you read it, you probably just glossed over it and thought nothing more about it, but it's an important one with a great lesson. At that time, the publicans and sinners were drawing near to him to listen to him. Think of that. Sinners of their own volition were drawing near to Christ to listen to him. So much so that the Pharisees and scribes, who would have nothing to do with the sinner, they didn't want to become unclean, legally speaking, they began murmuring against Christ. What was it that brought sinners to our Lord? His, he still preached, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He ordered them to give up their sin, yet they still came. What was it? There was something about him that drew them, something about him that softened their hardened hearts. It was that he promised pardon and salvation to the penitent. The Spirit of Christ was clearly opposed to that of the Pharisees. Those sinners who approached our Lord had never had anyone show them patience in their weakness, nor had they ever been shown the way out of their sin. And certainly no one had ever given them the hope of forgiveness. But our Lord came into this world to save sinners, not to condemn them. And therefore, our Lord sought every opportunity that he could to converse with them. And when he would be invited, he came to their feasts. But notice he didn't go to their feasts to condone their sin, but always to lift them out of their sin. Now, it was on this occasion that the Pharisees, who scorned sinners, were then reprimanded by our Lord in a gentle yet firm manner by these words. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he, ha when he has found it, he lays it upon his shoulders, rejoicing. St. Gregory of Nyssa says that when the shepherd had found the sheep, notice that he did not punish it 
He did not strike it. He did not drive it violently into the fold, but placing it upon his shoulders, he carried it gently and reunited it with its flock. And so also does Christ act when he finds a repentant sinner. Rejoice with me, our Lord says, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Our Lord, whenever he sees the conversion of a sinner, he cannot confine his joy to his own sacred heart. He wants everyone to to share in this joy. And he goes on to say that even so, there will be joy among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. What a thought. Of all of heaven rejoices more over the conversion of a single sinner than over the 99 just souls. And St. Bernard says very beautifully that the tears of penitence are the wine of the angels. With all this in mind, can you spare three pennies to pay for the ransom of sinners? The Sacred Heart asks only for those, the penny of prayer and the penny of sacrifice and the penny of Mass and Holy Communion. And for this you will win a soul back to Christ and you will please our Lord's Sacred Heart and cause such joy to the angels in heaven. Three pennies. Divine Heart of Jesus, convert sinners, save the dying, set free the holy souls in purgatory. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.